So good to see all of you tonight. Tonight's gonna be a little different than normal. This is the launch of our 21 days of prayer. And I am really excited about this month because we just have a lot of stuff we're sharing with you. Uh, this coming Sunday, I'm starting a new series called The Pattern of Prayer. Uh, I'm gonna be sharing more on it on Sunday. Uh, but I want us to just stay in a moment of just worship and prayer as we get ready to launch into 21 Days of Prayer in just a few moments. But this coming Sunday, I'm gonna share with you something that really transformed my life about a year ago. And I'm gonna be sharing with you the pattern of prayer. And uh, it's gonna be going through the whole month. And then on Wednesday nights, you can join us online. And uh, we're gonna be doing some stuff. And so just stay tuned, stay connected, because things happen when we pray. Amen, everybody. And another thing I want to let you know about, and hopefully I don't forget, I almost forgot, but I want to remind you that every morning starting tomorrow all the way to uh, the 25th of this month, every morning between 6 and 7 a.m., I want to encourage you, if you have that time, we're just going to be praying in the auditorium. One of us pastors will always be here every morning at 6 to 7 a.m. You can come and go as you please, but we're just going to be gathering around and praying together because things happen when we pray. And I'm gonna just take some time this whole month and I'm gonna just encourage you. God has brought me on a journey the last 12 months on this topic of prayer and me personally growing in my own prayer life. And I've kind of kept it sealed up until I could not wait. In fact, the team knows I, I loved Christmas services. I loved all of it, but I couldn't wait to get to January because I'm ready to preach and teach you what God has showed me in the last 12 months on prayer. So how many of you are gonna try, make an effort throughout the month to get in the house, watch online? <laughs> on Monday night, the Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin suffered cardiac arrest on the field after making a seemingly routine tackle. He laid on the field and paramedics rushed to him and as they worked on him, the entire stadium fell silent. Coaches stood quietly. Players knelt in prayer. Social media was flooded with thoughts, good vibes, and prayers. And it was something, wasn't it, to watch. As many of you saw, you know, our prayers are continued with that family of Damar, and we're believing God for his hand to be on him. But it was something, wasn't it, to watch a nation who can be pretty anti-God at times. Thousands of people go quiet and people go still. And I was sent this video I'm gonna show you by Dan, or I can't say his name, but who? That one. I want you to watch this for a moment. In a single play on a football field, we were all reminded of how fragile life really is and how quickly things can change. It also shows that when the pressure's on, our natural response is to call on something stronger than we are. 
And if you're taking notes, really just this is a one point message tonight. I won't give it to you early. It's really this. While sometimes prayer is the only thing we can do, it is always the best thing we can do. First Kings chapter 17. Verse 17 through 24. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. It's the story of the prophet Elijah. I just want to share it briefly with you. And, and in a moment, I'm going to challenge you to do something. First Kings chapter 17, verse 17. Several days later, the son of the woman who owned the house got sick. And he kept getting worse until finally he died. The woman shouted at Elijah, who the prophet who was staying with them, what have I done to you? I thought you were God's prophet. Did you come here to cause the death of my son as a reminder that I've sinned against God? And the prophet said, bring me your son. Bring me your son. Then he took the boy from her arms, carried him upstairs to the room where he was staying. Elijah laid the boy on his bed and prayed. While sometimes prayer is the only thing we can do, it is always the best thing we can do. Verse 21, Elijah stretched himself out over the boy three times while praying, God, bring this boy back to life. Verse 22, the Lord answered Elijah's prayer, and the boy started breathing again. Elijah picked him up, carried him downstairs, and gave the boy to his mother and said, look, your son is alive. Just hidden in the Old Testament, this brief story tells us of a woman who has a boy who is sick, and the scripture says it gets worse and worse worse and worse. Have you ever had a situation go from bad to worse? Like when you didn't think it could get any worse, it got worser. <laughs> you didn't think it could get any bad, it got badder. <laughs> when you didn't think you had that situation to go that bad, it just goes that bad. She watches her son get sick and get worse and worse. I've heard people say that in regards to marriage, in regards to their kids, in regards to their faith, in regards to their business, that things started good, it kind of got bad, and it just got worse. Here's the story of a woman who is praying, or who has a boy who is sick, and it's just getting worse. I know it's kind of funny, but isn't it interesting when you can read the Bible and almost see your own life in it sometimes? It just gets worse. And what do you do when it just seems to get worse? The Bible says that she gets frustrated and she flips out on the prophet. Remember? She, and the Bible says she just gets mad and goes directly to him. And this is what I would call misdirected frustration. How many of you have ever done that? I've done that maybe once, maybe. Misdirected frustration. She's so irritated. She's going through loss. Her heart is broken, and she just lashes out on the prophet, who just in the chapter, in the verses prior, not even a chapter away, 
He had performed a miracle that sustained her and her son's life. And she turned on the man who God used to bless her life. Isn't it something that when we're in trouble and struggle that we can blame God, even after all this time he's taking care of us? It's easy to misdirect our frustration upward and make it seem like, why did this happen? Why did you do this? Why did you allow? Can I tell you, you're not alone if you've ever been mad at God. I know we've been taught, don't be mad at God. I, I, I've heard people say you should never question God. And I, I understand it, but here's the thing. We're still people. We have days. We have moments. And in her frustration, when she is out of sorts, her heart is hurt. And I've heard it said that when your heart hurts, your head don't work. She's not thinking clearly. She's lashing out on the prophet. And he looks at her and says, give him to me. Give him to me. Elijah, she's blaming you for his death. Why is she going to give you her son? That's complicated, isn't it? To put trust in a God that sometimes we can question, that sometimes we can doubt. I know you're real saved, but for the rest of us in the room who's had a doubt here and there, who's had a question mark over their head, who's stood at gravesides, who's prayed at hospital beds, who's been disappointed. I know I'm talking to real church people tonight. I know, you're, I know some of you are as saved as they come and you never question and never have a doubt, but there are some of us at 740 on first Wednesday that know what I'm talking about. He says, give, give it to me. Give it, give me the boy. Give it to me. The prophet represents the word of God. The prophet represents the presence of God. The prophet, in a sense, represents God himself. He says, give it to me. Even though you can be frustrated with me, I'm the only person who can fix this situation. And, and really, this is, this is the question I have for you. Can you turn it over? Can you turn it over? Can you turn it over? Can you imagine the moment she handed that? The Bible says his breath left him in the King James. Can you imagine when she handed that boy to the prophet? And he walked away, went upstairs where she could not see. Can you turn it over? Like, it's really hard to lose control, right? It's really hard to let it go. It's really hard to, it's, can you turn it over? And allow God to do a work, sometimes in places that you cannot see. Because what we learned last Sunday was that God, when we pray, does things in places that we cannot see. He's doing a work in this woman's life while she's downstairs pacing back and forth. No doubt she's grieving. No doubt she's crying. But while she's crying, the prophet's praying. The Bible says that while he prays for the little boy, the Bible says his breath comes back. And he began to breathe again. Got his breath back. He 
So you could almost say you, you caught his breath. And I, I just really want to challenge you tonight. There would have never been a miracle, never been a miracle, if she didn't turn it over. Pardon me, let me just quote the Bible to you. When the Bible says, cast all your care on him, for he cares for you. Psalm says something like this, that if you cast your burdens upon the Lord, he will never allow the righteous to be moved. You know when you stop praying, I may talk about this this month, but you know when you stop praying, an old preacher told me this, and I never forgot it, you stop praying when the burden lifts, when the, when the burden is transferred. Because if you don't transfer it to God, you'll transform it in yourself into anger or pain or frustration. But I've come to tell you tonight, give it over. This is what 21 days of prayer is all about, turning it over. Because in your hands, in my hands, with our checkbook, with our resources, with our doctors, with our lawyers, you're limited, right? You ever looked at your life and been like, okay, I need a little more month at the end of my money, or a little more money at the end of my month. We're limited, our resources are limited, but can I tell you today, during 21 days of prayers, we're launching, and I wanna encourage you in this season, I'm going to help you on Sundays. I'm going to teach you through the basic principles of prayer, how to pray, where to pray, all of those things. I'm so excited to teach you because God's been helping me. But basically, what we want from you is to connect to God through prayer. And in this season, everybody has a need, right? Somebody has a son in verse 17 that needs a miracle. Somebody's dealing with something that you need God to be involved with, directions, situations. So when you came in, you received these cards. Can you grab one of those for me? If you didn't get one, if you want one, will you raise your hand? Our team will make sure you get one. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Nice and high. I think there's some in this back corner right here. They're coming for you. Thank you. I just want everybody to have the opportunity tonight that we're going to turn it over. See some hands on this section. The team is doing a great job tonight. Thank you, guys. Here's what I want you to do while everybody's gathering their papers. If you have a pen or you would share a pen, there's pens in all the seat or most seat bags. Can you grab a pen? I want you to write just right now because in a minute we're going to pray. I want you to write down what you need to come back to life again. It, it could be you're dealing with stuff at home with your kids. Write it down. It, it could be that you are struggling financially. Your debt is overbearing and you need a miracle. Maybe you had an unexpected hospitalization that has caused you some financial situation, critical situation. I want you to write it down. Maybe you're dealing with, with some sort of physical problem, write it down. Maybe you're praying for God to bring a relationship into your life. Maybe you've been single years, write it down. Maybe you're looking for direction with a job and employment, write it down. 
need God's wisdom, church. As we launch into 2021, what do you need God to do? Is there an unsafe family member? Write their names. Is it a daughter? Write her name. Is it depression? Write it down. Is it worry? Write it down. Some of you are like, I need two or three cards. Go get them. If you need another card, our team will come. If you're crazy, like some people I see in the room, like CC over here, you may need three or four. I'm just kidding. She's writing on other people's cards, I see. She's like, this is your problem. Let me write it in. <laughs> Can you turn it over? Turn it over. If the team will come at this time. I believe twenty twenty. Three is a year of already seeing the hand of God at work in just a few days. And you're writing these down in faith. Hey, you need a miracle in 2023. This is your prayer list. And we're not done yet. Maybe thinking, man, this was the quickest service I've ever been to. We're not done yet. Not done yet. We haven't taken up the offering. Ah, ah. Just kidding. Just kidding. It was like, I thought the preacher forgot. The preacher never forgets. I'm just kidding. What I want you to do, Pastor Tyson and the team are going to lead us in worship. Here's what I want from you right now. I want you to, when you're ready, I want you to bring that prayer request to the front, and I want you to lay it on the altar. I want you to lay it on the altar. If you don't want to put your name on it, I totally understand. Because what I'm going to ask you to do, I'm asking you to leave it here for the entire 21 days. When our prayer teams come in every single month, or every single morning, we'll be praying together. I want you to know we're going to be praying over this. Our pastors are going to be praying over these. Whatever it is, I want you to bring it to the altar. You can stand all over the room. back to your seat, I want you to go in faith that we're leaving it with the prophet in a sense. You're letting God take it upstairs where you can't see. stay in the front if you want to. Run to the fall, fall into grace. The name of Jesus. With the high, 
the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. You see every request. You see every request. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, my friend. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Turn it over to God. Tonight we turn it over. Tonight we leave it here. Thank you, Jesus. Your son for redemption, the prize for are still coming I'm just going to take a moment and just pray over the families in the room friends of families in the room just ask God to touch your life Heavenly Father I just thank you for every person that's in this room I thank you that you brought them here tonight I thank you for every person that's watching online wherever they may be Father in this room there are many families represented I pray over their homes as they come in and as they go out that it would be a place of peace that it would not be a place that's troubled but that there would be peace there I pray over every person that are in every home I pray God that you would allow them to see you each and every day God that this moment would not be the only moment where they see you but that they would see you in their everyday lives I pray God over their friends I pray God that every person that they come in contact with Lord would be able to encounter you God to me that seems like a lot but to you that's nothing I pray that you would bring strength I pray God for that mom and that dad that's praying for their child that's lost that son that daughter I pray even now God that wherever they may be that you would begin to bring conviction into their life put people in in places God where they are that would direct them back to you I pray God that you would draw them God that this mom and this dad would not have to worry anymore but they could celebrate and be thankful God that their son or their daughter has come to know you 
I pray, God, over marriages that may be troubled, may be on the rocks. They don't know where to turn. They don't know what to do. They're trying to figure it out. But I just pray that peace would walk into the room, that peace would walk into the middle of their marriage. Father, that peace that passes all understanding, I pray that it be evident in their home. God, their children who may be struggling with different things, Lord, maybe there's addiction in the home. We just speak freedom over that, deliverance over that in the name of Jesus. Father, in this room, there are many people with many friendships. Some may be broken because of trials or strife, but I pray, God, that you would begin to heal those relationships, heal those friendships, heal the brokenness. God, again, I, I just, I, I, again, God, I just feel the need to pray for addiction. I pray that it would cease in the name of Jesus. Father, that you would come in, Lord, and that you would begin, God, as the enemy's coming in like a flood, you would raise up a standard against it and allow the addiction to cease. Renew the mind, renew the heart, God, renew who they are in you. God, that they would be free, that they could proclaim whom the sun sets free is free indeed. God, bless our families that are connected with this church. Give them strength to continue. Give them strength to make it. Give them peace. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. take a moment and pray for every business leader in this place. If you're a business leader, can you just raise your hand? Let's pray together. If you own a business, you have employees. Father, we lift up every business owner in this place, and Lord, I thank you for provision, spiritual provision. Lord, we ask for the right workers to come about. I'm reminded in Deuteronomy when the Israelites wanted to go into Canaan, God, you said you'll provide the beginning rain, what was needed at the start, and you'll provide the later rain to, to receive the crop. So, Lord, I thank you that even those that they're just wondering, like, Lord, I started strong, but God, I want to continue strong. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus you would encourage each person in this room that there's a later rain coming, that there's provision coming. That when we honor you, your word says, when we start with obedience and honoring you first, that Father, you bless us, Lord. We ask for your blessing upon each and every person. Lord, I ask for divine intervention that only you can bring, Lord. Lord, I ask for vision where there has been a lack of vision. Lord, I ask for blueprints where there has been none, Lord. Let the people dream again, Lord, even in our, our place in Columbus and in the surrounding areas. Let there be new infrastructure and businesses and, and dreams and things built up again. No more decay, but let things be built and grown in the mighty
mighty name of Jesus, I pray that those who maybe, God, you place something in their heart to start something, that, Lord, you would provide your divine provision for them in the mighty name of Jesus. Like your word says, you will give us the beginning rain and you'll give us the later rain, exactly what we need, when we need it. So, Father, we trust in you, Lord, I ask for just a spirit of excellence that the workers that are needed, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. The Lord, the workers that are needed in every workplace, let them stand up. Let them have hearts to work and not to be lazy, but hearts of excellence to step up and stand out and to be different and to work hard and have a good work ethic. Lord, we pray for that, Lord. We pray for provision. Again, not just financially, but the manpower to do what is needed in these businesses. And Lord, we pray that Columbus and the surrounding areas will be better because of it, that when we glorify you first, when we honor you first, that Lord, that you will provide. So we thank you again for the provision that your word will give us and when we step out in faith. So Lord, I pray even right now for those in this room that their faith has been wavering. They've been struggling. They've been discouraged. They see the numbers, but I thank you that you're not a God that's defined by numbers. You work outside of the numbers in a whole different realm. So tonight I pray that they would be encouraged and they would place their trust and their faith in you. I pray for the city of Columbus especially. I pray for dreams and vision for the leaders that new business opportunities would come into our area in Lowndes County and Morrow County and all the surrounding areas. Lord, let it be done. And when we honor you, Lord, that your provision will come. Your word says it and we believe it and we stand upon it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. God, we thank you for a vibrant church. God, for what you have established and what you are doing and how you are moving. We recognize it and we see your hand at work and we give you the glory for it, God. May you keep us. May you strengthen us. May you lead us. Thank you for our leader and our visionary and our shepherd and Pastor Ethan and Lena and how they are leading us in advancing your kingdom through your work here in Vibrant Church. And God, we pray, God, that you will give us fresh vision, that you will continue to allow us to advance in this city and to see your work accomplished, God. We pray for every single church in this city, God. God, we pray for church, for New Baptist Temple and Genesis Church and, 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 
and, and First United Methodist Church and Fabview Baptist Church. And, and God, we pray for Cross Point and Pine Lake Church. God, we, we pray for Northside Church and Southside Church. God, we pray for, for Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church. God, we pray for every church that stands open in your name, God, that you will continue to fill these houses, God. Let your hand of blessing be on these churches in the city, God. Send revival in these churches, God. Bless the leaders of these churches and the pastors of these churches, God. May there be an awakening, God, that more and more people will be added to your kingdom, God. We believe in God that you're still saving, God. You're still healing, God. You're still delivering, God. May the churches be full, God, and may your presence be felt, God. As the doors are open, God, may the trunks come in, God. May the destitute come in, God. May the broken come into the houses, Lord, that your power and your presence, God, will continue to transform lives in the mighty name of Jesus. We trust you for it, and we believe it, and we sing it now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yep. I'm going to pray for uh, the government. And uh, how many know you don't have to agree with the government, but it's our responsibility to pray for our leaders. And uh, I know it's heavy sometimes and we don't agree with a lot, but I was reminded of this verse that we, many of us read probably a few weeks ago is in Isaiah 9, it says, the government shall be on his shoulders first. So the government is on the shoulders of Christ first and Christ is bearing the weight of our government. Let's join together and let's pray for our government. Dear Heavenly Father, we know that you're sovereign and we know that you are in control. Even though it may not feel like it and it may not seem like it some of these days, but we trust, Father, that there's no decision made outside of your sovereignty and your control. God, right now we, we lift up our mayor, Keith Gaskins. Lord, give him the strength and the wisdom that he needs to turn this city back around Give him the strength, God, put the right people around him to encourage him, to speak to him, to, to lift him up, God, to make the right decisions for our city, for our schools, Lord. We pray for President Biden. We pray for Vice President Harris. Lord, we, 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 we honor them. And Lord, we, we ask that you do a work through our president, through our state legislation and our, our country's uh, legislation, Lord that you would do a great work. Father God, we are a country that is founded on you and your principles and your word and in prayer, God, from our forefathers and, and what they brought to this country, God, so many years ago, Lord, and I pray that we would return to you as a country. We would turn and get on our knees and repent, Lord, and pray for our leaders, God, and for those in Washington, D.C., God, and those in Jackson, Mississippi, who are standing for the truth, Lord. We pray for those people, Lord. I know they have a lot of hard days, feeling like they're the only one that's trying to stand for you, God, but remind them that there's a great cloud of witnesses around them, Lord, that you haven't forgotten them, God, and that they've given their life to this work, and it's tough, Lord, but you are right there with them. Father God, we pray for our schools and our city. We pray for our teachers, the faculty there, and that your hand would be on them, give them wisdom, but we pray for uh, our world, God, the political unrest, God, between countries, and we pray that the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ himself, would may, be made manifest, and they, they would be aware of you in their presence, Lord. We pray for our missionaries, 
and all the works of God that are in your world that you created, for people who have never heard about you, Father. We remember those people tonight, God. We remember that the world is a big place, God, and you're in control, you're sovereign, Lord. We thank you, Father, for your goodness, for your kindness, for your patience, for your mercy, your love towards us and awakening our hearts to join in. God, we thank you for this privilege that we get to pray. It's a privilege, God. It's not a burden, it's a privilege that we get to come to you, Father. Thank you that you hear us, you're for us, and you're with us. In your name we pray. expect. So when we pray, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 in one translation it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And then it says, and then praise him like it's already done. That means you're waiting on a knock. Come on, put your hands together. Let's worship the King one more time. Come on, let's sing it together. One, two. 